Hi, I'm Cameron, and I don't just read comics, I love them. Welcome back to another episode of Cameron Reads Comics. On today's episode, I'm going to be talking about Batman Cheer by Chip Zdarsky and Eddie Barrows. Let's get right into it. First and foremost, um, this video is inspired, and this reread of this story is inspired by the brand new Batman writer announcement, who is Chip Zdarsky. So... This isn't his first foray into the character. He's written Batman a handful of times, but I think this is the first arc that we ever got that Chip Zdarsky got to, you know, handle Batman, and really we got an idea of his take on him. So I think he did like a story in Detective Comics 1027. I think it was Batman's birthday. Uh, then it's stuff like that, like you know, random, random, random stuff that he did a little bit of Batman Justice League Last Ride, which. Maybe you'll get a video for, you'll probably get a video for it because I love, I love Zdarsky. I just think his writing is unparalleled. So, so with the new Batman announcement and with everything going on, I just thought, I was like, well, if he's going to be writing the mainstay Batman title, then we should go check out, you know, Batman Urban Legends. It's all on uh, DC Universe Unlimited and that's actually how I read it. Yeah, like I have all the single issues too. I just couldn't find them. <laughs> they're, they're here somewhere. I couldn't find my, my single issues for this story. But yeah, I just think that this is an awesome, awesome, awesome story. So let's just get into what Batman Cheer is about. Um, this is a Batman Red Hood story uh, and there's a new drug on the Gotham City streets called Cheer Drops. Uh, that work like Scarecrow's fear gas, and it gives everyone their greatest desires. Um, this story also takes place in Batman Urban Legends number one through six. Uh, I don't, I'm not a subscriber to this title, but the reason I picked up issues one through six was only for this arc. It's an anthology book, so there's a bunch of other series, like miniseries, happening in these pages. These were six issues. Uh, about 20 pages each issue with, for for this story in particular. Then there's other ones, and frankly, I didn't read them because I, I'm oversaturated with Batman, but I wanted to see what Chip Zdarsky would do. So this is a Batman Red Hood story, um, and it's also really important to say that I'm not a huge Red Hood fan. Um, there's some characters, and I'll just be fully transparent, The Punisher. There's um, obviously Red Hood, Deadpool, um even sometimes Deathstroke, just not my jam. I like Deathstroke a lot, but I just don't even... It's hard to get me to want to read his stories. And that's... I I couldn't even explain to you why. I just know who I like, and I know who I'm just kind of like, meh about. Uh, Red Hood is one of those characters. And I actually think that with when it comes to the Batman family, he is one of the most difficult characters to write. I think Jason works in Under the Red Hood, and then after that, it's a hard time to find... I think he has a hard time finding his footing and like his place in the Bat family. There wasn't a story that helped me understand or like Jason until this one. And even like, I think one of the bigger Jason arcs was Batman three jokers. I think they're really kind of pushing that up to be like a great Jason arc. And I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of that story. Like I don't dislike it. I think it's, I think it's a middle of the road Batman story, but I don't think it propelled Jason any, I don't like him anymore after that, you know? So that being the case, this story helped me um, change that. It helped me understand Jason. I think it made Jason more likable. There's a lot in this story that I just adored. First being Jason's affinity for strays. Uh, him being an orphan is one thing, but also when it comes to all the Robins, I think Jason had the hardest upbringing. Uh, he, you know, he, 
notoriously was caught stealing uh, the hubcaps off the Batmobile or the tires off the Batmobile when Batman found him and took him in because he was a stray. Uh, he did, his parents weren't available. He was just a kid from the streets. And so he has, an, he has a, his heart goes towards that. And so when it comes to the teardrops, there is a family where pretty much Jason is trying to find the dealer or yeah, trying to find who's using these drugs, where to get them, where to get the suppliers. He f- stumbles across a woman and her child. The woman has uh, not overdosed, but she's strung out on teardrops. And her child, his name is Tyler, and he kind of becomes a big part of the story. Ch- Zadarsky uses Tyler to, you know, have Jason reflect on his own upbringing. And Jason has this, you know, tough exterior. But when it comes to strays and the use of teardrops and, like, he has this love for Tyler that's just so apparent and, you know, bat, the Bat characters always, like, they do this wonderful thing that I just adore because the Bat family wants to be terrifying to villains, not to the public. You know, they want to be hope for the public. They want to be, if you're doing, if you're breaking the law, like, they want, they, they'll have an issue. Jason, you know, breaks off his tough exterior and he meets this kid and he just wants to protect him. He's like, okay, your mom's obviously not available to like, take care of you. How, where can we go? Let's go see your father. Let's go do something. And to keep this kid safe, he gives the kid his, uh, he has a double mask thing going on. Um, he gives the kid a, uh, his mask and it's pretty much his communicator. Talk to Oracle and the kid calls himself blue hood because he, his new favorite hero is red hood. And that is the kind of stuff that absolutely melts my heart. I literally love the Blue Hood arc so much. Favorite, favorite new member of the Bat Family is Blue Hood. Look at wearing wearing a Blue Hoodie right now in celebration. That was totally on purpose. I'm a sucker for feel-good comics. And so uh, even even with this moment, you know, Batman finds out that Jason's hunting the Cheerdrop uh, dealer down. His name is Cheer in the story, so that's Cheer, Cheerdrops. Batman hunts down Jason to the, to the point where they come across the same path. And Jason accidentally kills Tyler's mother. Now there's a moment between Batman and Jason here, uh, or Batman and Tyler as well, where Batman starts fighting Jason because he has no patience for someone who is killing. Like it has always been an issue and it makes sense to address as an issue of Batman being so adamantly against guns and then having a member of his team who is actively using guns. And Jason's whole thing is like, I use guns, but it's rubber bullets. And I'm like, it doesn't matter. And he, he, no matter what, he used his gun to kill Tyler's father, who is pretty much just a terrible guy who would do terrible things. And so there's a moment that I wanted to talk about that like resonated tonally with me in this story, which was when Batman meets Tyler, because Batman's kind of whomping on Jason for having done that and trying to interrogate him and da, da, da. Jason gets defensive, but Batman pretty much comes to Tyler and there's a moment where he gives him a lollipop. And like, I don't know, there's something so inherently like Zadarsky about that where there's a, there's a tonal shift in Batman that I think is, is pitch perfect in this story, which is, it's a dark story. Like these are, it's kind of, I don't want to say it's so gruesome, but like it's dark themes, but Batman and, uh, his, I, his cohort, they are not, they, like, they shouldn't be terrifying. And like, if anything, like they want to be sweet and a, a safe haven for kids. And so there's a moment where Batman gives Tyler like a lollipop. And it was like the first time in comics I think I've ever seen that happen. Batman giving a child a lollipop. And it's like, what? Like how, number one in my head, how come I haven't seen this before? And number two, this makes perfect sense. And number three is like, I love it. So 
it was just great. I just loved that. Now the the other villain, so Cheer is one villain of the story, but the other villain is Mr. Freeze. And I think one of the things about this story that I also really liked is that it's not a story about Batman and Jason Todd. It is a story about um or I'm sorry, it's not a story about Batman versus Mr. Freeze and you know da da. Mr. Freeze is just kind of there. He's just kind of doing his thing. He's on cheer drops too, so it's he's like out of his mind and uh it's really a story about Batman and Jason's relationship and it cuts between Batman and Jason being together and then, uh, you know, how they're at odds now, but then how they are like how they cut back to flashback scenes too, where Jason was a kid and he was Robin and Batman was just trying, it was was Jason's moments as Robin. And I just really love that because it propels this narrative forward. You see arcs that are similar. It was this really narratively, I just thought like even structure, everything that he did was so good. Um, and so, you know, the story culminates with Batman getting OD'd on sheer drops and Jason needing to save him. And, you know, he does, but the catch 22 is with cheer, uh, the villain, Batman had gotten a concentrated dose. So cheer, cheer drops work like, uh, Mr. Not Mr. Freeze, Scarecrow's fear toxin. And so, like, it just perpetually makes you terrified and shows you your greatest fear. With teardrops, you know, he, Batman gets a concentrated dose of, like, happiness, which is not something that he's used to. Eventually, Batman pretty much needs Jason to save him. And Jason prevents Batman from killing Cheer in the way where, you know, (laughs) Batman turns to Jason's means of solving crime and Jason becomes Batman and trying to beat the moral high ground. And it was just a really beautiful moment and like not something we've seen with those two characters before, uh, within their relational dynamic. And I just, I thought it was so, it was like pitch perfect. It was masterful for the art. uh, I love Eddie Barrows on art. Uh, he did some previous work on a detective comics run, uh, with James Tinian. You will see a video about that soon. Uh, I just, his art style and the way that he makes Batman look in like full, like such a full figure, like tonally again, like I think really works with Batman. Uh, His page layouts are awesome. Uh, There's so many just like panels that are bat simple shaped and I don't know what brand synergy wise. That's my jam. I love that. Uh, And the way he draws Batman and it's all about personality with Batman's cape. And I see so much personality with it. Like, I just think that's 90% of Batman art. I'm like, yeah, like frame the, the way his body frame is and the way he moves. Obviously the cape tells the story though. <laughs> um, very polished, very modern comic book style. Uh, and for this story, that's what I needed for my rating of the story. I give it a 9.2 out of 10. I think it is awesome. It was just a very, very, very solid Batman story. It makes me so excited to see Zdarsky on the main title. Uh, if you haven't read this before you, I recommend reading this before you go and read, uh, Batman, uh, number 125, where Zdarsky is going to pop on, especially with George Jimenez's art. It's going to be so freaking good. I'm just so excited. So uh, go check that out. Uh, drop a comment. May, let me know what your favorite part about the story was or what you're looking for for Zdarsky on Batman. Um, make sure to clap with those like and subscribe buttons. I will see you guys next time.